0: This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit org.
1: Well, welcome to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. So good to have you with us. My name is Sam, I'm your host, and here to help take your leadership to the next level, I'm joined as always by Dr. Richard Blackaby.
0: That's right, Sam, it's good to be with you.
1: Well, this uh, Thanksgiving week here, and uh, you know, it's, it's that time of year where we stop. We have to stop, at least, yeah. and uh, and give thanks. And it feels like, perhaps for many, um, this year, all you've done is stop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and, and you've had to reflect on, uh, you know, for, for a lot of people, what really matters uh, in life. And, and you know, here in the U.S., we, we do that uh, every Thanksgiving. Uh, we at least stop for a day and, and, and give thanks for, for what we have. And uh, so we want to talk about that today. Yeah and you know it's kind of sad we're probably the most prosperous nation in
0: human history and yet uh, we have to kind of schedule in a day to be grateful uh, to be yeah. thankful uh <laughs> any, any people with as much as we have ought to be just uh, super abounding in gratitude but uh
1: well you would think there would be lots of gratitude but um not so much. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> not always the case, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, Sam, as you know, uh, because you, uh, I involved
0: you in the process. Uh, this week uh, was a little interesting for me. Uh, I've had a I've had a wedding ring. I, I my my original wedding ring I bought when I was dirt poor, and a skinny uh, college student <laughs> uh, eventually got too small are you saying you're no longer a skinny college student uh, right i'm not a college student anymore (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, so uh, several years ago uh now i made 10 or 12 maybe now i uh bought a a newer nicer ring uh, and it was always a little big for me but uh I figured I'd grow into it. <laughs> but, uh, I've, as you know, I've lost about 30 some pounds and, uh, yeah. and, and it's, it was getting really loose and it's an expensive ring. It's, uh, probably paid more for it than I should have. But, uh, um, so just this week I was going out to get my mail and, you know, it's just a series of unfortunate circumstances. <laughs> uh, after I, I so I, I thought to myself, Oh, I don't remember going down and getting the mail. So I'll just run down and get that i get down there only to remember afterward that oh i i picked it up when i drove into the driveway earlier uh, today i didn't need to this was a totally useless trip to the to the mailbox oh, you got a little exercise yeah but uh, so i get down there and uh, as you know my son daniel lives across the street and he keeps his dog bilbo uh tied up out there where he can kind of run around the yard and uh So he is always shameless. Bilbo, when he sees me, he starts begging me to come over and pet him and play with him. And so in a weak moment, I thought I'll cross the street and just take a minute and pet this dog. And so I get over there and I'm tossing him around and wrestling with him. And he's having a good time. And finally, I'm done. I I go back to my house, sit down at my desk, getting back to work. All of a sudden, I realize I, I don't have my ring on anymore my ring is gone. And I'm, and so of course you tried to re retrace your steps. And my yeah. first thought is, well, it must've fallen off when I was wrestling with Bilbo. And so I hurry back across the, uh, the street and I'm digging around. Of course, Bilbo like relieves himself all over the yard there. And so I'm <laughs> digging around through some kind of unpleasant, uh, uh, items. Um, I can't find it anywhere, and I'm looking and looking and looking, and I I just feel sick. And you know, you know those frustrating things where it's just completely unnecessary. You know, yeah. it's not like I was robbed, or it's not. I I just by oh, man. going those down, the worst. going to the mailbox only to remember I didn't need to go to the mailbox, and then resting with a dog. Like if I lose an expensive wedding ring because I played with a dog for a minute, um, and so I look and look and look and look, and I go uh ring the doorbell and recruit my son daniel to come out and help me to look and we cannot find it we're looking everywhere i come back out that night i I think well uh there's some you know shiny objects in this ring Uh, at night maybe if i shine a flashlight on it maybe it'll stand out in the grass where i'll see a sparkle or something and i'm so here i am at night walking through my son's yard with a (laughs) flashlight looking everywhere can't find it uh, the next day you and I actually did a podcast together and then I recruit you before, as you drive me back yeah. to my house and you're on your hands and knees like a good son-in-law wading through all <laughs> kinds of unpleasant debris, trying to find, we can't find it. I thought surely your young eyes would see what I couldn't see, but, uh,
1: problem is it's and, quite uh quite a thick grass. Yeah,
0: it was thick. Uh, and it just so easy for a ring like that to just kind of nestle down underneath and, and be lost. And so, so that afternoon, I decide to go get uh, to, to pull out a rake, and now I go back and I'm raking all over his yard, and I'm, uh, you know, ever widening circle. Uh, I know where I was petting him. He he came right to the edge of his leash, and so I know I I I can see you know right where we were fighting, and so I just kind of go out from there, and I can't find it, and I'm about to just give up and think, you know, I need to start calling every other place I was that day and hope maybe it was found. I I ran by Walmart. It's like, well maybe someone turned in this expensive wedding ring in the Walmart parking lot. But um, <laughs> not likely. Oh, but, uh, thinking. And uh and so I then I'm literally I'm about to just pack up and go back across the street and I think, ah, you know, I just hate quitting. I hate giving up. And so yeah. I, it's like, okay, I'm gonna go just a little further. Now this is, you know, I, I, I don't know how I could possibly have gotten this far, but I will. And I, I start raking and I hear a clunk. And on on that metal rake, I look down and there it is. And I'll tell you what, I, I, it reminds me of the Jesus' parables in mm-hmm. Luke 15 about searching for a lost coin, coin and so on. Yeah. And, and um, you know, the thrill of finding something that was lost. And And, you know, because I called you, I called... <laughs> My daughter, I called everybody that had been praying that I find my ring. And it's, in the big scheme of things, it wasn't like I had a near relative fighting for their life from COVID or, you know, that had lost a job. I mean, it's just a ring. But um, that joy and thanksgiving of of realizing, because I'd already called my insurance company to see if they would, you know, cover a lost ring out of my own just. carelessness and <laughs> and all the stuff that i would have to go through and the expense and then suddenly there it is uh right there and uh just the you know sometimes it's even i find often thanksgiving it really is about even some of the smaller things it's it's yeah it's just uh when you stop and you realize just over the course of the day how many times life is good and god is good and and then you realize why why, you know, why why would I get so excited about this? And, but like, I've got good health right now. I've got a wonderful family. I've got all kinds of things to be grateful for. Yeah. Why am I not just kind of going throughout the day, just pinching myself and saying, despite all the bad stuff that's out there, and there certainly is, uh, there's just so much I I just uh, should be overflowing with gratitude toward.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, and it's... uh it's one of those things where we just, we take for granted the, the, the stuff that we don't have and the, and the stuff that we do have. Um, and you mentioned before we went live, just about, about giving thanks for even the things that you don't have. Yeah. And, and I really like that. Can you maybe, uh, just unpack that a little bit? Like, why would you give thanks for, well, maybe before we do that, why don't, why don't we, um, I think you brought a passage to look at. Yeah, we
0: may stick the Bible in there for a second. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Let's do that. There's a number of passages that are great in terms of Thanksgiving, but one that's uh, kind of jumped out to me for this uh, podcast was Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. It says, don't worry about anything, but in everything, uh, and it's interesting to have anything and everything thrown in there. It's pretty comprehensive. So it's saying there's nothing that you should be worrying about and, every, and everything you should be praying and, and having petition with thanksgiving. Uh, present your request to God and the peace of God, which sura- surpasses all understanding, will gar- guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Um, and so uh, certainly in 2020, there's been lots of anxiety-inducing, issues to take place and uh, you you certainly couldn't be uh, uh, surprised if at some point during this year you felt a little anxious, uh, worried, at least concerned. Certainly COVID is uh, a life-threatening illness. It's highly contagious. Uh, There's been all kinds of economic challenges, uh, quarantines and shortages in stores of certain items, um, canceled travel, just so many things uh wearing a mask uh just to go run into the store for something Uh, so much disruption and so much uncertainty not to say anything about all the racial unrest the political polarization Mm. there's lots of things uh to be anxious about and yep and paul when he writes this to the philippians and he says but don't worry about anything uh but in everything just pray basically with thanksgiving and it's interesting you might ask yourself well why pray with thanksgiving like you haven't gotten your request yet <laughs> you just yeah. you know pray and then when you get the answer maybe you have thanksgiving but why would you pray with thanksgiving um you know and i thought about that for a moment i thought for one the very fact that you can pray the very fact that you can talk to god yeah. ought, ought, before you even settle the matter of whether he answers or not uh, you know, when, when there's a need, uh, you know, my mother, as you know, right now is, uh, has a lot of stress on her. She's kind of managing their household and, uh, and she's feels overwhelmed with a lot of the issues of maintaining independent living and so on. Um, and so I'm kind of first on her, her, uh, speed dial mm-hmm. and, uh, and she can get kind of frustrated if I if I'm in a meeting or a, on a, a plane or something and don't answer when she calls. And she may call three or four times, uh, desperate uh, to hear my voice and to be able to talk to me about what concerns her. Um, and you know, I, I there's just something about knowing that when you do face a problem, there's someone you can call. I yeah. I think with COVID, that that isolation. I think for some people it really uh, it, it revealed to them that when they were going through a crisis or they were worried about something, they really might have to rack their brain to think, who could I call that would actually care, <laughs> that would mm-hmm. actually drop what they were doing and maybe even endanger their life by facing COVID-19 and coming to help me? Uh, and I think it was a shock to some people, an eye-opener, to realize who, who do I have in my life who really cares about me, uh, who checks on me, who says, hey, I haven't seen you for a while. You've been holed up in your house. Do you need anything? Can mm-hmm. I bring you something? Um, and uh, and so Paul says, but do you understand that no matter what you're facing, you can always go to God, the, the creator of the universe, the most powerful person uh, in existence, and he's always willing to take your calls and always willing to hear what you're burdened about. And so just the fact you can always go to him, you ought to be grateful just to start before you've even given him your request. Mm-hmm. Um, but also you just know that when you do present a need to him, uh, he's going he, to do what's best. He, he may have a better solution than what you're asking him to do. He may not always give you what you want, but he's going to give you what's best and uh, he will respond. And so you, you might as well just be grateful. Because biblically, if God listens to your request, uh, if he hears you, then um, he's going to do something. He's going to respond. And mm-hmm. so Paul just says, um, don't be anxious. Just go to God. Just be, Just have a lifestyle of prayer that uh, the moment you face something that could be concerning, start talking to God about it. And And as you talk to God, you can't help but be grateful that, number one, you can talk to him. And number two, he's going to do something about it. And, you know, I was thinking when he writes to the Philippians, of course, this this is the city where he was uh, falsely accused, uh, unjustly arrested, beaten, thrown in jail. And uh, you would think he'd have been angry. You think he'd be shouting, I want my lawyer. I get my one phone call. (laughs) Do Um, you have any idea who I am? (laughs) Instead, he and Silas are singing hymns at midnight. Uh, not worrying, not anxious. Obviously, they're in pain. Uh, they're suffering physically, and yet they still have joy. And so you can just imagine maybe that j- Philippian jailer is in the church, uh, you know, hearing this letter being uh, read out loud from Paul. And he can't help but remember and say, Well, yeah, that sounds like Paul, you know, when he was at his lowest point, he's still singing and happy and, yeah. and now he's writing to us and telling us, Now don't be anxious, don't be worried, just be grateful.
1: Well it's interesting how so often in scripture there's a there's a negative to avoid, but then there's a positive to to implement or to do. And so in this case it's it it seems that when you are thankful, It's sort of the antidote to anxiety. Yeah. And so if you're giving thanks, if you're having to go down your checklist and say, well, so what in my life can I be thankful for? Uh, It's very hard then to be anxious for all the rest of it. Right. And so I think Paul knew that uh, when he was writing to the Philippians. And and, uh, it's just such a great reminder as we are in the week of Thanksgiving um, to know that actually, you know, that's a, a great antidote to all the anxiety of the year even.
0: Yeah. And I think you're right, Sam. I think so much of anxiety comes down to what you're, you're focusing on. And uh, certainly there are lots of issues right now that if you chose to focus on would cause anxiety. Uh, yeah. And there are troublesome issues going on in the nation right now and in the economy. But uh, at least once a year, you know, for a Christian, I think it should be a daily experience, but at yeah. least once a year, stop and say, I I choose not to focus on those things right now. Because obviously when you're praying, then you've just turned your focus to God and you focused your attention on the goodness of God, uh, the, God's love for you, his compassion for you. So instead of looking at the problems in this moment, now you're looking at God and you can't help but Uh, shift in your emotions when you start focusing on him. Well,
1: you know, and I think that's why Paul said, you know, to pray with thanksgiving, because I think we, I think there is a type of prayer where we, we pray, but it's just a, it's just a sort of, uh, be woe uh,
0: is me prayer (laughs) that
1: and just, uh, all the issues and, and you can just sort of go down your laundry list of problems to God. Now, you know, it's, it's good to, to take that to God, but sometimes when you pray, it's, it's more about you than it is even about God. And so I think Paul's even, you know, pray, but, but here's how, you know, if you do pray, be sure you're giving thanks and, and that helps shift your focus. Yeah. That's
0: a certain quality and focus of prayer that uh, I think if you get to there, uh, you're going to realize now. And again, it doesn't mean that some of those negative things aren't a reality. It just means they're just part of the reality. And if you just yeah. focus on the negative aspect of reality, uh, it's, gonna, it's gonna harm
1: you emotionally as well. Richard and Daniel Blackaby will be at the Billy Graham Training Center at The Cove on May 17th through 19th, 2021. The title of this event is On The Move, How God Increases Your Spiritual Influence. It was originally scheduled to be held this year, but due to COVID-19 it has been rescheduled. You can find out more and register at thecove.org. Links will also be in the show notes.
0: Yeah. So as you were saying, um, there's at least two things. I mean, there's lots of things to be thankful for. But uh, one is obviously be thankful for what you have. And sometimes we just don't appreciate what we have until we don't have it anymore. Uh, And so to have your health. Uh, I don't know how many times you get out of bed in the morning and say, God, thank you that I, I got out of bed and I didn't even have a lot of aches and pains. And I (laughs) was able, I know it was kind of hard going on that 5k run this morning, but, uh, but thank you that I, I can do it. Uh, thank you that I maybe live in a neighborhood where I can run around my neighborhood or thank you that I can, uh, afford to buy that good pair of expensive uh, running shoes. So I don't throw, blow out my knees, uh, you know, my mother uh, and dad, they're both in their 80s now, and they're uh, they are definitely declining and mentally declining, and they're, they're getting to be high needs <laughs> at mm-hmm. this stage of their life. Um, and sometimes when I've gotten the fourth or fifth phone call from my mother, uh, distraught, needing to talk to her oldest son about something, uh, it can kind of wear you down sometimes. Like, oh, there's that just sitting down to have dinner with my wife, and th- there's my mother calling again. Uh you know, there's a part of you that can just kind of take a deep breath and say that my mother's wearing me out. Um, but then it it dawns on me, uh, you know, the other day I was kind of doing that. I was just sitting down to eat the phone rings and mom, sometimes she'll get frantic and call you three or four times. And then when you, when you do answer then she forgets why she called. (laughs) And so it's just, you know, drive you crazy. But, Mm -hmm. um, but then, as I looked at my wife, I realized that her parents died about thirty years ago. She's, uh, and I realized, you know, I've for all the frustra- uh, frustrating times that my parents can cause me, I've had them for thirty more years than my wife has had her mm. parents, and uh, we've made lots of memories, had lots of laughs, lots of love, and uh, and the fact that I've got th- the the reason that they're now. It's so needy is that they've lived into their 80s they've, they've lived a long time i've had them uh, here i am at my age my ripe old age i still have both of my parents yeah uh, i can uh, they live two blocks away i can go see them anytime i want to and so you know if you focus on oh is that my mother calling again i haven't even had time to like have my morning coffee and already my mom's calling <laughs> needing to talk to me about stuff but then you think but you know, one one day and probably not all that long from now I won't be getting those calls anymore. And when all of a sudden I'm, I I know a day is going to come where I'm going to think to myself, I would just love to talk to my mom. I just would love to have the phone ring and it be my mom and it's never ever going to happen again. And so, you know, you can look at the same thing and say, well, when I've got certain things, I don't necessarily appreciate the fact that my mom does call, that she's still alive at this stage of my life. Uh, And then later when uh you don't have that anymore, then you suddenly think, wow, I was so fortunate. And half the time it frustrated me instead of made me thankful. And, uh, I've got to stop and just ask myself, you know, what, what in my life do I have right now that I've, I haven't really appreciated like I should? Um, and there's so many things, uh, Even even in, in of course, a nation like we're in right now that has a lot of problems, a lot of uh, turmoil, a lot of things I wish were different. Sure. But uh, at the same time, uh, you and I both have traveled internationally, and you don't have to go to all that many countries before you start to think, boy, it's good to get back to the good old USA.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you realize uh, that uh, despite all the issues, uh, it could certainly be significantly worse um based on you know many of the countries that you and i have been to you know i remember just driving
0: through a large city in africa and uh i i literally thought at least a dozen times that we were about to crash the the traffic was so horrible cars swerving into our lane i mean i just like literally just braced and i'm not a all that timid of a driver or rider you know i, I, I no, i'd
1: i say there's zero timidity <laughs> in your
0: driving but uh, i'll tell you what and i wasn't even driving i was in the back seat and i was just bracing my I, at least a dozen times i literally held on uh to the uh, the front of the uh, the car seat in front of me preparing for impact i was yeah. sure we're, and uh uh it was very stressful we get there it, there's swarms of people people trying to grab your luggage from you so that you will pay them $20 to, for them to carry it five feet for you. Uh, you get in to check in and you get, you're get you getting asked for bribes uh, from all these bureaucrats who take a look at your suitcase and then they're asking you for, don't you have something for me? And uh, and all the different lines that you have to wait in. And, uh, and sometimes they just want to kind of let you know that, that they're in charge and you have to do what they say. And you at a certain point you're just you're you know i i, I mean I, I love the people in those countries i love the christians the churches but um but there are times where you're just glad to be back home and yeah uh, you realize and i and you know I'll, I'll you'll if you've been out of the country for a week or so you as soon as you land you're starting to hear news and how people are upset about this or that and you think Sometimes you think, well, I've just been somewhere where it's a lot worse, and uh, I, 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 I'm not happy about some things in this country. But uh, it, it, there, there's a, still a lot of good there, and I, I could be worse. And I need to be grateful, even for uh, it's not all bad. It's not all good. Um, yeah. But if you have a, a an attitude of looking for the good you don't have to look hard to find it. And, you know, I, there's an interesting study that was done. Uh, well, there has been several studies done. There's an interesting one. It was called the nun study. And, uh, a guy looked at, uh, a, a, a large group of nuns and he, he, they all were required or they, they journaled throughout their life. And so he got all their journals and he, and so he would go back and read back when they were like in their twenties and thirties, and now they're eighties, nineties, even some over a hundred. And uh, but but if he went back and read in the when they were in their twenties and thirties, and he keeps finding them expressing gratitude uh, and, and seeing the positive, uh, he he tabulated all that. Okay, these are these people. Uh, even in their 20s, already had a, a grateful spirit. Were thankful for what they had, even if they didn't have very much. You know, a lot of these were nuns who had kind of renounced worldly goods. They didn't have a lot of possessions, and yet uh, they were grateful for what they did have. That he found that those who typically were characterized by gratitude uh, lived, uh, on average, about seven years longer than those who weren't grateful. Mm. And one of his conclusions was literally gratitude will add years to your life, uh, yeah. and uh, lots of similar studies that show just positive effects of gratitude. Uh, and I think part of that is because you just stop being anxious. You stop the, being anxious takes a physical toll, yeah. an emotional toll on your body, and um, and so I thought that was interesting that uh, uh, literally just being grateful ha- has physical. Um, positive effects um but you know maybe this is the last thing to say in that is that uh also be grateful for what you don't have uh you know we of course we we that's not a typical thing that we do where we god i'm so glad i don't have this or don't have that but I
1: don't have my that new car. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I would <laughs> hate to have that. Spare me from that
0: payment. I hate that <laughs> that smell of fresh new leather. <laughs> um, yeah, let's no, not that's go there. not good. But I don't think that's <laughs> what you mean. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, when you don't have COVID, uh, I've heard it's from people yeah. who have it that it's a terrible experience. Uh, even if you recover from it fairly quickly, it still can be an awful thing. Uh, you know, I remember a couple of years ago having a lot of symptoms that looked like I might, I might have colon cancer. And, uh, when you go and get all tested and the, and the doctor comes in and says, uh, well, you don't have cancer. Uh, I'll tell you what, sometimes I've never been so grateful for what I didn't have. Yeah. Uh, and yet, you know, day by day you get up and go into your day and you never stop to think, well, I don't have a cold, don't have the flu, don't have COVID, don't have cancer. Uh, I, 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 don't have unemployment right now. I, I, uh, and if you've ever been anywhere where even utilities were in question, okay, we've got rolling power outages, uh, where for several hours a day, we, you won't have electricity, uh, or the water has been shut off for a couple of days because there's another water line break. And, uh, you, you, there's so many things that you take for granted that you turn a tap and there's water, you flip a switch and you, there's power. Uh, and then one day you don't have it and you realize, wow, I've th- th- all this stuff that, uh, you know, these problems I didn't have, I never stopped just to be grateful for some simple things that weren't taken away from me that I had and, or, um, or that I don't have. And, uh, and so maybe just the last two things to say with that, uh, just kind of wanting just to reflect a bit on just this season. W- one is just take the long view, um, and that is sometimes there are problems and you may not like how the election turned out, for instance, but elections get redone every four years. Uh, yeah. And you, your life's not over because your candidate maybe didn't win. Uh, take the longer view of life than than the immediate. Mm-hmm. Uh, realize that as a Christian, uh, God works things out. And, and ultimately, as Christians, we have heaven waiting for us. It'll, the best is yet to come. So it only gets better for us. In the long term, sometimes mm-hmm. we get so wrapped up in today that if we just kind of backed up a little bit and looked at the trajectory of our life and where God's taking us, we'd realize, wow, you know, there's some setbacks, there's some uh, disappointments and pain and suffering, but uh, but in the long run, we really have got it good as a yeah. Christian and we have a, as a child of the King, we have a lot to look forward to. And l- so lastly, maybe just to say, I just would encourage uh, all of our listeners, uh, take time at some point during this season, uh, to, to actually just get out a piece of paper and just take a moment. It's very, uh, there's actually been scientific studies that demonstrate if you will just take a moment to just write down things that you are grateful for that where God has blessed you, where there are some, uh, reservoirs of joy in your life. Certainly your, your daughter, Sam is one of those. Mm -hmm. I love it when uh, when uh, Carrie, your wife, will send, text me a little video of my granddaughter saying something. She was saying Papa the other day and yeah. on an airplane. And I'll tell you what, I've watched that about a million times. Put but that not repeat. <laughs> uh, uh, but, you know, I can have this really stressful day and I'm trying to prepare all these things and we've got these bills to pay and this problem and that problem. And then all of a sudden you get a little video of your granddaughter saying, you know, your name and who you are. And and you realize, wow, God, you know, you've been so good to me and I don't deserve so much of what you've done and, or any of what you've done. And so uh, take a moment and just use Thanksgiving for what it's for. It's not meant just to see how much turkey you can stuff into your mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about being grateful and being yeah. thankful and don't let this uh, week go by without making a list. And if you'll take time uh, to just keep listing all the good things that are a part of your life, you may find that one page is not an adequate for all that you yeah. want to write down. And I'll tell you what, not only will it honor God for you to identify those things, but it'll, it'll do you good as well to, re- to realize even with a year as crazy as 2020, uh, you still can fill up a page with things to be grateful to God for.
1: Well, I think that's a great place to end it, and uh, we hope you all have uh, a wonderful Thanksgiving. It's yeah. maybe not the Thanksgiving that you were expecting, or that it that it was in years past, but there's still much to be thankful for. Yeah, and don't just be thankful, but express that thanks, whether it's writing it down, telling your family, your friends, or and especially giving thanks to God. So, yeah, until next time